Hi, before we begin this week's episode, we just wanted to mention a quick sponsorship from uh, Tom Verris, who is an author who has recently released his new novel, Before I Won. Now, this book explores his unique life experiences growing up in the streets of the Bronx, and I've read it, and I really enjoyed it, didn't you, Harry? Yeah, I did. I thought it was great. Uh, Before I Won is both emotionally relatable as well as a fascinating read. Uh, it's a nice, fast-paced book for anyone not keen on, like, long, lengthy novels. Yeah. And it proved really motivational, uh, at least for me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got a really nice quality to it. Um, and Tom's writing is easy to read, so it's not real dense. Uh, so if you're not big into books, you'd probably still enjoy this. And um, he really strives you to, like, work hard and push ahead, even when the times are hard. And it's definitely motivational and encouraging. So... If you are interested in this book, please be sure to check out him on Amazon via the link in the description. Um, That's all from us now. Please enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the After the Bell podcast. This week we have Leonora, who is a film fanatic and... (laughs) <laughs> like Harvey and like myself, we we have picked out four of our favourite films yeah. uh, to just discuss and sort of describe and try and encourage you guys to watch them if you haven't, because we think these are great watches. This is definitely like a film episode, like all about films. We're talking mm-hmm. old films, new films, uh, and like you said, we've picked them and we, <laughs> we would really recommend them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but firstly, just to tie back into the school... Uh, sort of element to the podcast <laughs> because that was the underlining uh, premise of the podcast and I feel like we've gone a bit off topic we have recently a because bit. yeah but which is fine because you know school isn't actually happening <laughs> at the moment uh, still so, not happening still not happening yeah three months down the line so uh, how have you been finding the uh, the home the homeschool life recently so what are we now like we're like 12 weeks in something like that um, something like that I'm struggling for motivation, really. Um, yeah. Just working, I'm struggling with. I am getting work done, but it's taking a little bit longer than than usual it is. Yeah. Um, you've just started, what well, we both started, um, going into school, haven't we, for once? Yeah, so um, our school's doing this thing where we, we go in for like one half an hour or an hour session with each each teacher. Yeah. So they'll, I think there's just two of us... Uh, at a time that go in from each class mm-hmm. uh, just to sort of have that face-to-face uh, sort of aspect to the school life so we can like discuss any problems we've been having or anything yeah um, which to be fair has been nice like yeah it, it's been refreshing to see like the school and the teachers and the yeah. people but personally i don't really see the point of doing it's it because such a short length of time we don't it? yeah we don't get anything done in that like it's not as if we're going back for an actual lesson we're just going yeah. to like discuss what's been happening and you know we've done everything else over email so why can't we just do that over email True. but to be to be honest i'm not complaining because you know it, it gets you out of the house which yeah. is something that's been very limited at the moment yeah um um but hopefully this this episode will um be nice for you to listen to while you're doing schoolwork something like that it's something relaxing yeah. It's a fairly casual episode, um, not as much an interview or anything like that, so no. um, we hope you enjoy. Hi, this week we have Leonora joining us um, to talk about films, as, as spoken about in the intro, and the way we're going to work this is everyone sort of picked a film, and 
We're going to talk about it, discuss it, what we liked, what we didn't. These are films from like the last 50 years. Some are new, some are old. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Leonora, how are you feeling coming on? Very excited. Are you? Well, yeah. you you like films, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I love them. I much prefer them to like TV series. I just yeah, I like films. That's in fact that's one thing we haven't talked about in this episode. We don't talk about TV series, but um, I've always preferred films. What about you, Harry? Um, yeah, I don't. I used to watch a lot of TV growing up, but then since like I've got a bit older, started gaming a lot more. I don't really have time to sit and watch like a series of shows yeah. every night. So yeah. a film works better for me in that sense because it's just like one sitting sort mm. of, and I can feel more hooked to it as well. I mean, for anyone who's listening and doesn't know me, like, I'm a big film fan, and we all like films here, so it should be a really good episode. Um, Leonora, let's start with your film. What film have you chosen to talk about? Midsummer, which... Okay, Midsummer. I've yes. seen this. Harry, don't think you've seen I, I it. I haven't, no. Leonora, you, <laughs> you're, you need to try and persuade Harry to watch oh, this, okay. because it's so good. It is. Tell us a little bit about film. it. Well, it came out last year, and it has um, Florence Pugh. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Florence Pugh in it. And um, it's like a psychological horror. Definitely a horror. But, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, basically, they a group of people go to this... Is it in, like, Sweden or somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah northern Sweden. To, like, study this cult, like... It's very, like, fo- folklore and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just how things kind of spiral downhill. And, yeah, everyone... Oh, wait, I don't want to spoil the ending. But No, no. <laughs> Def- we won't spoil any endings no. for this because... So I've seen Midsummer. It's hard. It's hard to describe a film, isn't mm. it, without, like, sort of saying how it ends. Mm. Because that's sort of the whole, you know, yeah. plot. <laughs> I mean, this is one film that... Um, is really hard to describe anyway what <laughs> happens. Uh, to give a little bit of context, it's set um, about this sort of relationship, isn't it, between yeah. Florence Pugh's character and like her boyfriend, and it's yeah. failing. And that's sort of like, this, like the stereotypical thing that's happening throughout the whole film, but it takes a much darker turn. What did you think to the ending, Leonora? Without spoiling it. Without um, spoiling it. It was very like just intense because everything builds up to it like in the where it happens like (laughs) (laughs) um yeah everything just builds up to it and then how it's shot is like it's beautiful really the whole film's really nice to look at i've seen some people say like it's their comfort film which is kind of insane yeah yeah that's weird considering it's a horror (laughs) very weird yeah it is a proper like messed up horror yeah in fact it's one of the best horror films i've seen yeah so is it from what i've just gauged from what you two have said so it's two people in sweden mm-hmm. well yeah it's like a group but yeah who like are falling out of love yeah yeah and then what why is the horror element to that <laughs> because <laughs> um i mean i would say the horror element is this tribe which has a lot of sort of unsettling rituals i mean Mm. this isn't exactly a spoiler but uh one of them one of the characters gets their face smashed in with a massive uh hammer is it a hammer yeah it's like a big big 
Okay. And like, there's a scene which is a ritual of like the tribe when two like, well, they're not that old. I think they're like sixty or something, and yeah. they're on like the top of a big cliff and they jump off it, and then like the it's a couple, like an elderly couple, and the woman dies obviously when she jumps off, but the man like just dislocates his leg or breaks uh, yeah, his leg, I would say, it. and then they smash his face. Oh, that this is isn't the... based off a true story, is it? No, no. <laughs> <I hope laughs> actually, so. actually, I was interested how, like, it... How was it inspired? And it is yeah. partly based on, like, true traditions and stuff, but definitely not to that extent. Yeah, so. I was say. So the writer and director, so he wrote it, directed it, is Ari Aster. Don't know if you've heard of him. He's done one film before this called Hereditary, which, funnily enough, before we came on on uh, record, me and Leonora were talking about how much we liked it. Mm. Um, but he did a lot of research into, like, Swedish folklore. Um, so it's got a lot of folk music, like, a distressing <laughs> amount of it. Um, and some of the odd practices he's just, like out of medieval history he's just took and then put in this modern setting mm. um definitely worth the watch i think you can watch it on amazon prime if you have that can i just ask where like h- how old is this film did you say uh it came out last year i'm pretty right. sure so did you watch it in the cinema or when after it released after it released i would have loved to see it in the cinema though just for like, i would the have atmosphere. loved to see it in the so yeah. so when you don't watch these horror films in the cinema do you just like sit on your own on a night in a dark room watching it or do, do you like watch it during the day because for me i'm not a massive fan of horror films because i don't i don't like i don't know they yeah. never really mm. appeal to me but like when would you watch them like well i are mean you scared, scared of being scared i think if i remember correctly i was gonna watch it on like a night at like 11 or something i was like maybe i should wait until tomorrow because I don't want to scare myself too much, so I watched mm. it in the daytime, like just in my yeah. room. Yeah, it's one of those. What, what what's quite weird about it is it's a, a horror film set in like bright daylight, so there's no mm. nighttime scenes particularly involved that are spooky, and that sort of made the headlines originally because it's like horror's never been done in like uh, full daylight. Um, so it's not creepy in that sense, but it's just utterly unique and yeah. visceral and by the end of it you wonder how the hell did you get there <laughs> yeah um like how did they think of something like that it, it's just it's sick and twisted <laughs> but harry you have to see it yeah like, if there's yeah, one film you're i'm gonna honestly watch. gonna give this a watch i'm surprised it's during the daytime you know when when you were yeah. describing it you just automatically picture it nighttime yeah exactly yeah i think there's a few so, scenes in the night like something to do with sleepwalking i can't quite remember uh, yeah. But yes. <laughs> definitely most of it's in the day because that's like Majority the whole. In the daytime. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the whole aesthetic of it all. It's all, like. Yeah. Do you think that nice. takes a, the the horror element out of it and it feels more like real? Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. A horror, I mean. a horror sort like if it's set at nighttime like most of them are, it sort of just feels automatically like it's fake because you know it's fake because like it's the whole stereotype of it being at night. But if it's yeah. during the day, that almost feels like more real like that kind of stuff does happen during the day too so like Mm. i I mean when it comes to horrors it's not anymore i think we've gone past that sort of jump scare like uh like typical like someone wandering like a corridor dark at night 
um, it's got to be something new and original now to actually attract like proper horror fans in. But what would you rate this, Leonora? Out of let's do out of five stars, what would you give this? Probably four, four and a half. Four. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was the part you didn't like about it? Just well, it was very gory. I I can like oh, think yeah. of a scene where the boyfriend of Florence's character like walks into this barn, and I don't want to spoil it, but there's a very gory image yeah. in front of um, him. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's. We're gonna have to get off this now because you yeah. could so easily spoil this, yeah. and that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to Harry. What choice have you brought? Which film have you brought? Yeah, well, uh, if you know me, then you know my uh, my love for Back to the Future has been apparent since I was about six. I think yeah. I've probably watched all three of them over ten times now, <laughs> um, which is a bit excessive. But I just, I, I think it was my dad. Um, because during primary school, my dad had always sort of like <laughs> influenced like my music taste and my film taste from like what he liked, right? Which was different to like obviously what all the other kids liked at the time. So I was into like the Beatles and like old bands when I was really young, which I okay. think is a bit weird. Yeah. So I was also into like the old films, and I don't know what it was about Back to the Future, but it just really like it. It just caught my attention and i just loved it ever since and it's always been at the top of my film list and i don't think it'll ever be overtaken by anything is it your just, favorite film of all time yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i and i think th- i've probably seen films that are like better than it in terms of like how it's structured and everything and mm-hmm. like the budget but it, it's just like the the memories that come with it and like the sentimental value i have attached to that film that just makes it like better than everything else i've seen it, and you're going to ask me to describe it now, aren't you? Alex? I'm going to ask you to describe it. <laughs> so like, hard. One sentence, try and describe what it is. Because pe- it's such a classic. I've it seen is. it, but like Leonora, you haven't seen it, have you? I've partly seen it, but I couldn't tell you like partly. the storyline. Just give us like the briefest explanation. It's three different films. So it starts off with this um, late like teenage kid in, in high school in America in 1985. And he's he's friends with this uh, old sort of scientist guy who's a bit crazy, and mm. he takes him to this like parking lot one late night, and he tells him that he's like discovered time time travel with like this flux capacitor thing, and it's like it's built into a car, so the the car is a time machine, and basically yeah. when he gets up to eighty eight miles an hour, he can with whatever like date and time he's put into the machine. He can go there. So basically, it's just a film about time travel. Mm. But upon time traveling, he like obviously runs into problems with like messing up the future and the past. And like he he goes and sees himself from the past, and he sees his parents from the past. Uh, yeah, it's all uh, coming back to me now. And like he does things that he shouldn't do. Like he gets a betting uh, manual, uh, like with all like old betting like what happened with different bets from the past so then he goes and like and that gets into the wrong hands of uh, this, right. like bad guy and then he makes the bets and then the future's altered and it's all about <laughs> him just like like going to these different times and trying to revert them back to how they should be yeah um i mean there's, there's three different films where you go to different dates on each of them i see i've only seen um the first one i haven't seen the other yeah. two but i enjoyed the first one but it's it's probably like the one of the best like family films if you want to sit down with your family 
and yeah. just watch a funny, witty film that is still good today. That's what's so mm-hmm. good about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think the first one's definitely the best out of the three, in my opinion. I yeah. think it goes one, two, three, like a lot of oh, yeah, yeah. sagas do. Um, but it's just the... For its time, I think it was very advanced with its uh, visual effects and oh, yeah. its... Because um, you got to think, this was closing in on 40 years ago now. Yeah. 35 years ago. Ooh. So, like, obviously your technology is limited, but mm-hmm. I think they just did a really good job of... I think at the time it was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Obviously now it isn't, but... It was such like it's such like an American classic sci-fi film. Um... I was reading about it in preparation for this episode and apparently they had quite like a fractured shooting period. So um, the actors weren't on board and there was problems with money. And often that happens with a lot of some of the old films that turned into like massive successes. They have such a problem getting like um, greenlit. So thank God this was. Um, I mean, it's inspired so many other films and I was just thinking when you were speaking then, it's almost like, like Rick and Morty. Like that must have stemmed off some of the concepts involved. Yeah, and um, there's it's a shame that the main actor, Michael J. Fox, uh, fell ill uh, not long after filming the last Back to the Future. I think he's got um, Parkinson's now, so he, oh, hasn't really? Really, he hasn't really been in many of the films, but I thought he was a great actor, and like if he didn't if he didn't get ill like early in his life, I think he, you would have seen him in like a lot of films. Uh, I think he'd have been sort yeah. of your up there with your like Tom Hanks and your Adam Sandler's mm. in terms of that like genre of film. Are you going to watch this Leonora because you've got to see it. you've got to have at least seen this fully once. It's just a life. classic. Oh, it's I like mean, you can't not see it. Yeah, if you say it everyone knows like what you're talking about. It's just yeah. like a even I know like a lot about it and I've barely seen it so. Yeah, I mean it's still so relevant today you'll see people like dressing up as like is it <laughs> Marty McFly is that yeah Marty yeah, McFly yeah. yeah with that like orange red puffer jacket thing <laughs> yeah so many references to the car um it, if you like films you've just you've just got to see this one at some point in your life mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's almost just like Toy Story it's like everyone's seen it surely yeah. and if if I come across someone who hasn't I'm like genuinely surprised yeah mm. what are you doing. <laughs> So we'll move on to my choice of film now. Um, so I really like films, so I've been thinking which one to pick because there's so many I could Out choose. Of your thousands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never got any problem with like watching any specific genre. Um, as long as it's a good film, I'm happy to watch it. But the film I picked was released, I think it was late last year in America, early January this year, and it is The Lighthouse. Um, Harry saw this with with me. Yeah, right? with you. <laughs> Leonora, you you haven't seen this, but you got to see it. Like yeah. it's basically about um these two like lighthouse keepers um in the 18th century. I might be wrong. I might have to correct myself on that. Um stuck in a lighthouse at sea and they're going mad. Um Harry, what did you think of this? Uh at first, you all I, I didn't know sort of I'm I believe it's based off a true story. Um, I think there's definitely sort of, of truth. Yeah, there's def- yeah. Um, so at first you just told me we were going to see like a black and white film. So I, yeah. I was a bit... <laughs> it is black and white. So yeah, I was a bit like spectacle about it at first. But 
honestly, after like a couple days after seeing it, like when I first left the cinema, I was like, oh, that was weird, but all right. But then when you start to think about it more and think like what different scenes mean, I think it definitely has like a deeper meaning to it. And it's definitely strange, but like it's definitely very clever at the same time if you know what you're looking for, I feel. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I'd recommend it to you, Leonora, is because it's like, it's a it's a great horror film, and you quite like them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, it's got Robert Pattinson in, uh, Willem Dafoe, and so two great actors. Yeah. Um, and they're both, like, to me, like, Oscar-winning performances in it. Um, it's, it's written and directed by Robert Eggers, who made The Witch. Anyone seen that? I haven't, no. Don't ask me about horrors. I've barely seen any. Okay. Um, but that was proved really popular. And this is sort of like... It It gets a lot from like uh, Greek mythology and Ooh. like folk tales out at sea. Um, and for someone who's sort of interested in anything mythological, it's got all those things you want in it. Um, it's so simple as well. Like there's just... It's literally just the one setting, the lighthouse, and those two characters with the whole other thing. Is there anything you didn't really like about it? Um, I think if you didn't pay attention for five minutes, I feel like you'll have definitely lost... It It had like a cyclical nature to it, but mm-hmm. in the same sense, each each different like segment was different. Yeah. And there was no time scale on it. You didn't... You as the like person watching, you didn't know if they'd been there two hours or like four days. Yeah, or like four months. You literally had no clue. Um, it's definitely a film. Like I bought it. Like I bought it on like uh, Apple TV or whatever it's called um, because I wanted to watch it twice. And when you watch it again, you see more things. The music's great in it. Um, the characters are great. Acting's great. Cinematography is amazing. In fact, it's even Oscar nominated for that. Um, so that just shows you, yeah, how good it was. Um, and then as they lose their sanity, it transforms into a bit of a he's just all over the place and like you don't know where it's coming from but that's what I like in a film but Mm. if you didn't maybe it wouldn't be something you wanted to watch do you know if it won any Oscars Harvey? it didn't no oh it's just was it nominated for many? uh, no literally just cinematography and unfortunately I think it was because it was a smaller film and it was more sort of art house. Um, it wasn't commercial. I mean, how it many people do you know have seen it? didn't need a large budget, to be fair. I, I don't think it had a large budget either, no, did it? No, it definitely didn't. Not for a film. No. Um, I mean, so what was the budget for it? Like, I think it was, oh, off the top of my head, either $9, like, mil, nine million or $15 million. Really? Now that that, that sounds... Sounds <laughs> a lot, but for a film... Like, do you know the Avengers one off the top of your head? Endgame. Avengers is like 150 million. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Even a small film nowadays, if you don't have five mil plus, you're not you're not going to be like doing anything with it, really. Wasn't it shot? Well, obviously, it was shot in black and white, but with like a different proportion as well. Yeah, it was shot in. Yeah. Uh, that's what probably makes it like people don't want to watch something mm. in black and white where it's in a square it black bars, format. Yeah. Um, it was shot on like traditional film as well, which is a little bit nerdy actually. But it's like has the grain and that to sort of to replicate how you would have seen things back then. It yeah. feels yeah. so authentic. 
so moody and atmospheric. I'd I'd be interested to see the behind the scenes for that film actually because I feel like yeah. it looks so different in contrast to like the final product. Yeah. Obviously, uh, when was it filmed? Was it? It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it came out. It came out last year, but it'll have been filmed probably two, three years ago. But yeah. when you watch it, it could have been filmed two hundred years ago. Like, yeah, literally, it, it gives off those vibes. I'm gonna give it five stars. There's just nothing it could have done better for me. Would you agree or? I'd give it a four point five. I think five's yeah. very generous in my like personal ratings because there's ob- these films I've seen out there that yeah, yeah I wouldn't give five stars that I thought were better than that. But that's you're you're looking at it from like a cinematic point of view from like the yeah you look at films very differently to like the average person watching it because <laughs> most people like if like the list people listening to this podcast like went and watched that who just like sit and sit down watch a film and like go on the phone and like they just watch the yeah. film for the sake of doing it they wouldn't like that film they'd look up and they'd think like what is this this is awful it's yeah. black and white what are they doing mm. but like if you actually are invested into it and you like care about what's going on and like appreciate a good film then I think you'd really enjoy it mm-hmm. definitely Um, for our fourth film Leonora do you want to talk about this one this <laughs> yeah. is like one we've all seen and I'm pretty sure we all enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, what is it uh, it's called Uncut Gems and it has Adam Sandler in and it's mm-hmm. basically oh, I don't it's really not a comedy though <laughs> well it's like a dark comedy I would say yeah. yeah, it does have elements of comedy in it. Yeah. yeah. I guess not the standard Adam Sandler film. No, uh, definitely continue. not. Um, and he's like a... What what do you call it? Like a seller? Like a jewellery seller. Yeah, jewellery dealer. Yeah. Um, and like he's got this really... Black opal, is it? Like a... Yeah. Just this really cool jewel. And Precious expensive gem yeah mm-hmm. um and this basketball player comes in and he's like i want it and then he asks, i don't it's hard to follow like the film but it yeah. is good <laughs> it i is. mean to to give a little bit more yeah I mean, yeah it's this guy how howard ratner is the guy he plays mm-hmm. and he's in new york and it's all about the it's sort of like big money and big stakes in terms of basketball um, players coming to buy gems, um, mm-hmm. but he owes money to someone and someone wants to kill him because he hasn't got enough money and, and he still hasn't paid his debt and he's chasing around and it's so sort of confusing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it like It's almost stressful, but um, it is good. I think the main point is the fact that it, the opal is worth a lot less than he thinks it's worth. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he puts it up for auction, and the basketball player goes to that auction, and the basketball player only wants it because he thinks, like, it's linked to him playing well. Mm. When, oh, yeah. in reality, like, yeah, it's, like, sort of just a myth that he... Or a superstition, if you'd, like, say it like that. Yeah, that he he needs that to play well, and if he doesn't have it, he won't play well. And obviously, basketball players at the highest level are very rich, so he could afford to pay like hundreds of thousands for this opal. Um, but even he won the bid, but oh no no, he lost the bid to one of 
the main guy's friends. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. Outbidded him. Mm. Yes. But then he had to pay him back, and then he got into even more debt, and then he gambled <laughs> the money on like a yeah. basketball it, game. There's so many mm-hmm. just twists and turns. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but it, it's like, what is the value of it? It's the value is sort of what they make of it. So this yeah. guy's thinking it's so much, but it actually isn't. But then there's a lot of like he thinks it's lucky, and it's it's sort of confusing, but clear at the same time. Mm. Um, I think it's definitely one of the most gripping films in terms of oh, like so you oh, don't definitely. you literally you can't predict what's going to happen next. You don't like, know where it's going to go. Scene, mm. He's in a different place. He's like with a different person in a different debt in a different like like. It goes like the emotions. It's like one minute he's like ecstatic, he's just won millions, and then the next mm-hmm. minute he's got like nothing. It's like yeah, yeah. literally it, you've got no clue. Yeah, even in like the last ten or like five minutes, it's just oh so God, unpredictable. Yeah. I love yeah. it. The ending's controversial to say the least. I mean, um, it, I think it's great actually. Really, I, I, I like it. I mean, even my dad watched this. Um, and he was like, oh my god, this is going to give me a panic attack all the way through. And then the end, he loved. I don't know why, um, but I liked it too. I oh, I just want to spoil it, but we can't. I only knew what was going to happen about five, ten seconds before it did. Before yeah. that. Really? You, and literally, you can like be the most intelligent person to do with films and you wouldn't have known what mm. was going to happen at the end. It's completely unexpected. I didn't um, even know until like it happened. I was just like... Yeah. Oh, my God. This film is directed by Josh Safdie and Benny Safdie, the Safdie brothers, if anyone's heard of them. Um, they made the film Good Time with Robert Pattinson in. So, but this is better than that, if you've seen that. Um, it's on Netflix. It was released last year, I think. Um, I've got to give it another watch, though, because mm. it's one of those films, a few months later, I want to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Same, to be honest, thinking about it. Uh, so what rating would you both give it? If you had to. Probably a five. Oh, five. I would say a five. five. Yeah. Do you, five? Yeah. I'd go with four for this one. I think I'd go with four. I think, you know, sometimes I couldn't understand what they were saying. It was so stressful. <laughs> it was I very... subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, it, they spoke very, like, Bronx, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Set in New York. They spoke, like, very... I don't know if it was Bronx or, like, any of the others. Well, they're all talking very, over each other as well. Very New yeah. York accent. It just makes it really um, real, I think. It felt like, so real. Mm. Yeah. It literally felt like you were following following a guy around just, like, living his life, but, like, mm. in, in a film sort of way. Because I feel like it's all, that probably does happen. There yeah. probably are, like, situations like that guy with, like, jewellery, like, but, like, dodgy jewellery and, like, in debt with, like, different people and running oh, from definitely. different people. Mm. It, um, it'll happen with hundreds of people there. It, it, I, I mean, I recommend this to you, Harry, and I'm, I'm glad I did because... You enjoyed it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely a film to check out. Um, anyway, I've just looked at the time. We uh, we're we're pretty into this episode. We so we should probably round up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's no TV and film of the week because that's kind of <laughs> imagine being another film on top of this. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed this. Have you, Leonora? Yeah, it's been good to talk about films. Thanks day. for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. I just me. like sharing my. On you stuff could like talk this. for hours about films, couldn't you? I definitely. You both probably could. I have. <laughs> yeah, you have to me. Um, yeah, it's just nice to hear to just to, if you like films to just talk about them and um, check out the ones we've mentioned because 
they're all really good. 100%. Yeah. And that was us talking about films for a long length of time. I hope you haven't switched off. Well, obviously, you haven't if you're still here. Um, and I hope you found it interesting as well, because it's something we're really passionate about, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, we, we could definitely talk about this subject for more than half an hour, but yeah. to keep to keep it to the same structure as all the other episodes, we've, uh, we've had to cut it short. We did. Um, but yeah, I hope this has encouraged you to watch these films. They're all great, so please do check them out. Once 100%. again, uh, you can check out our social media, After the Bell Podcast, on Instagram. Um, you should, because any updates on episodes... Um, are all on there so yeah I think that's about yeah. it uh, be sure to check out the book before I would yeah. uh, Amazon link in the description uh, other than that uh, we will see you guys next week yeah. for another episode see you on Friday bye